0: The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Many of us have those
1: stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. All right.
0: Hi, everyone. So I have a great guest here today, and I'm going to let Dr. Sean introduce himself a little bit. Can you tell us about what you're doing now and kind of your backstory a little bit?
1: Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's really an honor to be here. I love sharing uh, my journey to anyone who will listen. <laughs> Um, and it's listening to people, you know, um, that, that were ahead of me that kind of helped shape the decisions I made to get here as well on my own journey. Um, so my name is Sean. um Dr. Land. Uh, I was born in Minnesota and raised in Florida. So kind of two polar opposites. Um, I went to the University of Florida, both for my undergraduate and dental school. So um, I guess you can call me a double gator. Um, After that, I did a, uh, well, I am currently doing and serving my three-year commitment to the United States Air Force, Um, the first year of which was a one-year AGD, um, which I believe truly, really shaped um, kind of my interests and career going forward. I I don't know. I had so much benefit from it. I don't know if I would be the same dentist today if I didn't do it. Um, And now I'm just finishing up my two-year commitment. Uh, with the Air Force coming up this summer. And uh, really, really looking forward to moving to Atlanta. So uh, um, I have a girlfriend there, and uh, we can finally <laughs> uh, end the long distance, which are, uh, we're very excited about. So,
0: yeah. Awesome. Thanks for giving us that overview. I'm excited to dive into little bits and pieces of that and hear more advice that you have. So, the first thing that caught my eye, and I get questions about this a lot from pre-dental students that are looking into undergrads. What was your experience like going to an undergrad that also has a dental school? What were some of like the pros and cons of that?
1: Um, Honestly, I mean, I guess it depends on the culture at each school too. Um, as you know, like, you know, like med students, pre-dental, med, pre-med, like, you know, it's very competitive get in. So I found that some of the students that I met, um, kind of, you know, you get the competitive ones and you also, you get the more chill ones. So you kind of like find the people, you know, just like dental school, uh, once you get in, <laughs> um, or even undergrad, you know, um, people in your same major, um, you just kind of find the people that you vibe with and, and have kind of the growth mindset of, you know, rising tide, you know, raises all boats and you kind of hang with those people. Um, as far as going to like a bigger university, I feel like there was a lot of opportunity. Um, so that's a pro, um, but on the other hand, um, the ways it can work, not against you, but it's just harder because there's more opportunity. It's a bigger school. There's more people more, going for the same opportunities. So it's more competitive. Um, and then on the other hand, um, I found that if you go to a bigger university and you interview, you know, if the opportunity is out there to do research, do shadowing, um, especially dental specific shadowing or something like that, and you don't take it, Um, Not that it'll automatically count against you, but they'll ask, oh, hey, I see you didn't really do research, but we have, you know, one of the biggest research programs in the nation. Like, what's up with that? Um, So I guess not really con, but just something to watch out for.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I noticed, too. I went to Michigan State in our State of Michigan rather than like U of M, which is where I go now for dental school. And even that with being a big school, there are kind of those expectations. Like you should probably be in pre-dental club. You should try out research. You should do this and that because it's available. So I can definitely see what you're saying, but it's, you have those resources. And if you go to a smaller school, you might not. So that's kind of both sides of it there.
1: Right. And I'd say on the flip side too, once you do try them out, you know, like it can truly be not for you. And you can say that, you know, so like for research, I was not worried, but I was, you know, I only had um, two semesters of it when most of my peers had like, you know, a year or two, and some of them were like doing like presentations and stuff. And I was like, I mean, I have a one unpublished thing that I'm working on, uh, which is common research. (laughs) Um, But it wasn't for me. And I was like, you know, like, it really, like, that's what I learned. And I was able to explain that, you know, I did my best job in it. I was able to tell them, you know, by detail, like, I was really into what I was doing. But I was like, because I dove in so deep, I really found, like, like truly, this is this is not for me. <laughs> um, and that was fun. They they liked that. They're like, no, that's fair, you know?
0: Yeah, so. exactly. I think you just have to try. Because I was the same situation as you. I think I only did research for one summer, and it just wasn't my thing. And at least I could say that I gave an effort there. If, but no one even asked about it. Because I feel like they can tell if something's not significant. They don't even want to bother with it. So...
1: Definitely right. You'll see in your other stuff that you do, like whether it be volunteering, they another, like, oh, like, that's what she likes to do. That's what he mm-hmm. likes to do. Okay, that's, you know, makes sense.
0: And then moving forward into dental school, how was your dental school experience?
1: Uh, dental school was honestly some of the best years of my life <laughs> and also some of the hardest, of course. Um, I actually went out more, I think, in dental school than I did undergrad. <laughs> Um, but that, that's partly because I think I um, surrounded myself with people that are also like really high achieving. Um, and that taught me a lot about managing my time, too. Uh, I definitely I wouldn't consider myself naturally smart, um, but I, I will say I will, I'll work, you know, the, most people. Um, and that comes with two sides, too, because sometimes all I know is hard work and I don't know when to put it down. And so I had, you know, a really group of guys, my boys from dental school, um some of them are on another podcast shout out dental student podcast um but uh yeah they were you know Justin Oni and Eric and they RJ. they they really taught me um uh, how to you know hey man like let's let's go to this tailgate have some fun and then we're, we're it's back to prepping or it's back to studying um you know the day after so um yeah couldn't have done it without them. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: Yeah, I think that's something. There's definitely a lot of that, like, work hard, play hard mentality amongst dental students, I think. And yes. I've I, the opportunity out there to have a good time during school, for sure. Is there anything you did during dental school that sticks out in your memory? Like, I'm so glad I did that. Like, is there a specific experience or something that you did extra that you feel like has paid off
1: uh yes um I think well starting I, I think well I went into dental school thinking um that I wanted to do ortho because that was my first kind of like dental experience when I was in high school and I shadowed a lot um beginning you know first year at D1 you have you know some time right some free time and I quickly realized like that's like not what I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> uh, I realized that I wanted to work with my hands a lot more. And um, I you know that kind of led me to branch out to other specialties. and I finally came across oral surgery, which really, really drew my interest. I had no idea what oral surgery was other than wisdom teeth. Um, and starting kind of like second year is where I really started spending a lot of time in oral surgery. and, you know, spending taking call with them some certain weekends or they had a morning meeting every thursday i would try to go as many of those as possible just to learn as much as i could um and see if it was a path for me um and you know if you're doing oral surgery you're interested in ortho or endo whatnot like i would encourage you to you know you don't have to do it like d1 d2 year what whatnot but you can go and pop in there a couple times just to see where are your heads at? Like, I had no idea. Right. I thought I wanted to do ortho. <laughs> Thank God I didn't. You know, it's a great profession, but just not for me. Um, But you wouldn't have known that, you know, until you went out and done, to do that. So um I would try to, you know, be able to step back from the books because it's easy to get sucked in for sure. Um, uh, And just kind of step back and be like, no, what do I what do I like in dentistry? Like, well, I'm not I'm not going to be a biochemist. Like, let me step back and see uh, big picture you know, how, how I can guide myself, um, you know, set myself up in D2 year or D3 year going forward.
0: And another thing you decided to do during dental school is follow the pathway for the military dentist. So how did that come about?
1: Uh, so I was kind of back and forth. Like I considered, um, before dental school doing military, um, or the national health scholarship program. And I was kind of in between the both. And I I was kind of just unsure if like politic wise like how you know, if, if I was gonna be deployed or not, or um, or whatnot. But so I ended up not applying right away. But after first year, I talked to some other mentors at the school, um, two of the oral surgeons at our school, actually, one of them's in the Navy, one of them is career Air Force. Um, so I had some really good insight from them. They kind of really um t- talked me into joining um the military. Uh the main points for me were the opportunity to, you know, practice in places that you couldn't. Um, now, that being said, I haven't been, you know, I've, I've been in Mississippi and South Georgia. Uh, not too exotic, but um, had I stayed in, you know, they offered me Italy um, this year. So for three years. So that's something like that. If you stay in a little bit longer, they will offer you these places like North Korea or not North Korea, but um, South Korea, Japan, Italy, Germany, all these cool places you have the opportunity for. Um, another great benefit, obviously, was that I considered was the AGD. I'd heard a lot of good things about um, people that went through there, and um, you know, you come out with sedation credentials if you if you you know do your due diligence, um, which is not common in the AGD or GPR programs. Um, and if surgery and stuff is something that you're into, um, having that on, you know in your toolbox is pretty pretty nice to have um and, and all the uh, in addition to that all the uh, specialties are taught by specialists as well so um that, that was also a plus Um another big factor that kind of led me to choose air force um or just military is just starting out you don't you know when i was doing molar endos you know i could spend three hours on them like no problem no stress right i didn't have you know 10, 15, 20 other patients to worry about seeing and I could really make sure that I'm not cutting my quality for the time. And then slowly from there you know, you get from three hours to two hours and you know, you know and you progress that way instead of like, okay, you have one hour to do this. this is your first you know Mulucan out residency. there you like go. Um, so that, those those three I think were the biggest factors for me.
0: And how did you decide that the Navy was the right branch for you?
1: Uh, well so sorry I did the Air Force just to clarify oh Air um, Force sorry <laughs> but, no you're good. Um, but honestly I I only applied to the Air Force because um, the locations that they had um were more in aligned to like to where I wanted to be um so I would just look on based on location um two. Um, I didn't want to be on a ship. <laughs> some people find that very exciting um you do get the opportunity to do tours, six-month tours um, on a a, a ship and and stop by islands and do all this fun stuff. I have a buddy, Byron, who did that, and he had a blast, but that was not for me. (laughs) So that was why I went with the Air Force.
0: And in terms of after you graduate dental school, from my understanding, you're pretty much encouraged, required to do a residency of some sort, right?
1: Currently, I can't speak for the Army or the Navy, but for the Air Force, currently they are requiring you to do an AGD-1 uh, for the reason being of, you know, everyone comes from different dental schools. They just really want to make sure that everyone's calibrated going in. Um, But even if you are, if you have no interest in, in anything beyond bread and butter dentistry, I think it is a great thing to do because you just don't know what you don't know. Um, if you don't know how to treat a, peri- a certain type of periodontal lesion, for example, you won't even know how to refer it or what to call it. Um, and so you get exposure into all of the specialties, and therefore, just knowing about them makes you a better dentist because you can treatment plan. Uh, one of the best examples of this that I can bring up is uh, my one of my oral surgeon attendings, Doctor Um, big old burly. Minnesota and dude, you know, uh you know, he'll come in and pop in, hey, did you did you remove enough bone there? Um, but uh he he did the AGD2 program initially. Um, and that's kind of where he found out he wanted to do oral surgery. And um, it was really interesting because in our case conferences, he would be asking pros questions. He would be asking perry questions. Um, and both faculty, like from peri and pros would be like, wow Dr. Soyman, good questions. Like, how do you remember that? Like, you're in oral surgeon, you not supposed to know that. <laughs> like kind of jokingly but he was a beast man he just knew everything like so much about dentistry even though he was an old surgeon um and and I I truly believe that made him a better provider um so um I would say the same for 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 you know staying as a GP
0: and in your case you had three years of service to pay back through working does the AEGD just like in between and then you still had the three years or does it take one year off how does that work
1: so for my, I did a um, two-year scholarship. Two years, this okay. um, Yeah, but I, I do so two-year scholarship. So they pay for two years in my dental school, but I owe total three years in the Air Force. Um, usually the AGD does not count, uh, but for the two-year scholarship, currently it does count. So it would be one year for the AGD and then two years payback for three years total. If I had done the three-year scholarship, it would have been the one-year AGD. Um, which doesn't count and then three years on top of that for your payback so total four years for the three-year scholarship.
0: Interesting yeah, yeah I feel like that's nitty-gritty details people would have to look into if they're like genuinely considering that.
1: Yeah and if there, anyone has any more like detailed questions like that they can always reach out to me you know Instagram or near my email I can give out so.
0: And then I'm curious since it is like repayment aside from work, are you getting like a stipend or how does that, or do you still like, are you salaried on top of the repayment? Like, how does that all look?
1: Right. So, um, so those are also details that I can share (laughs) offline. Um, but all of this is also public information too. Um, but yeah, we do get a base pay, uh, officer pay, um, on top of that, you get, um, a certain amount for housing and subsistence um, per month. Um, for general dentists that do an AGD one program, you get $20,000 bonus a year, which is taxable. Um, I forgot to mention the BAH is not taxable. So BAH is the, um, housing and substance, um, that part is not taxable. And that's like about 20% of your income, which is kind of, um, it's a good benefit for sure. Um, so yeah, but yeah, if you, if anyone has like detailed, detailed questions about that, I can, I can, you know, um, get with them.
0: Awesome. And just like day to day, can you kind of walk us through what procedures you're doing, how it looks? Um, I, You've talked about molar endo extractions, a lot of exciting things that people want to learn how to do after dental school. So what are you kind of up to now?
1: Uh, so, yeah, uh, after so after residency in the Air Force, at least they give you there's a whole credentialing list of almost everything you can do um, in the dental world. And uh, you're ranked, um, you pretty much earn these credentials mostly in residency. Uh, there are certain instances where you can earn them after residency. Um, but, you know, if you want to do more than bread and butter and you know that's where your interest is at, you definitely, you, like, the, the opportunity is there for sure. Um, the only thing that you cannot be credentialed for as a one-year training AGD resident um, are implants. So the highest rank you can get for that is you can place implants under uh, uh, um, supervision, whether it be, I think it could be indirect uh, supervision, Um, but you can't place them on your own. That's the only and kind of main gripe I had. (laughs) And that's why part of the reason why I'm deciding to separate so I can, you know, start doing those, um, those kind of things. Um, But yeah, day to day, I mean, all the operatives that I can do, um, uh, I don't do as much of removable uh, because the patient population is young. Um, thankfully, not too many young guys and gals and dentures <laughs> are needing those things. Um, not a lot of parasurgery compared to uh, residency because we only see active duty. At the bases where you see retired people and dependents, you might get older patients and you get to do more parasurgery. Um, but I still get cases here and there where I get to do crown lengthening, flat surgery um some soft tissue grafting I'm, I'm, I'm just taking simple cases now but uh um that's where that's where i'm comfortable at right now um and then the main thing i love doing is taking out thirds uh third molars uh with sedation and we have all that support at our uh, at our where my base currently so i'm super thankful for that or else i couldn't do um these things uh, but yeah anything that you are credentialed for and comfortable to do um with the caveat of implants you can do <laughs>
0: And I'm not sure if you're able to answer this, but from people I know that have done residencies, let's say like a VA versus somewhere else versus people in private practice, a lot of times something limiting what you're going to do is based on what the patient can pay for or what insurance covers. So in your case, are you able to just plan and execute whatever is truly the best treatment option or is there still like finances and other things that come into play?
1: Oh, hundred percent. So, well, with a caveat, I'll, I'll say that recent caveat, <laughs> but for the most part, yes. Like, um, TRICARE covers, I mean, everything. They walk out with a $0 bill. Um, the only things that are not are things that are referred and, um, orthodontics, so braces. Um, so yeah, that is another big plus. Like you can provide the best treatment for your patients. Um, however, because currently the, um, They're transitioning like outside um, insurance, um, United Concordia, and they've made it a lot more difficult to send things out for like implants, for example, um, or send out to perio for certain things, or send out to oral surgery for the thirds that they don't do, um, or even endo sometimes. Um, They just made it very difficult to um, work with. (laughs) And I think that's by partly, partially by design. Um, as with, you know, some insurance uh, and is out there, but, um, that being said, most everything else, I, you know, if they need it, they can get it.
0: And how many dentists are working at the base where you work?
1: Uh, so we're like a smallish, almost trending towards medium-ish base and we have six total.
0: Okay. And you're all general dentists or do you have some specialists there?
1: Oh, uh, all general.
0: Okay. Got it. And you've talked about that you have an interest for surgery and oral surgery. Are you planning or kind of curious about like your next steps? So are you planning on GP doing a lot of surgery or are you thinking about another residency?
1: Oh God. So yeah. uh, So currently, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm moving on to Atlanta um, where I found a pretty great opportunity with this great group um, that is a, uh, they actually have a podcast as well, um, share practices. Um, but I'll primarily be limiting my practice to um, dentures implants, um uh, specifically implant fixed complete dentures, um single implants here and there, but yeah, mostly surgery. um, so stuff that I've been you know reading about for for years <laughs> and finally get to, uh, you know put it into practice. Um, as far as residency, possibly, We'll see. I still have, you know, that little inkling in the back of my head, like maybe I should go back and do a little surgery. Uh, I still think it's a, it's a super cool um, profession and and uh, and specialty. Uh, so in the back of my head, there's that, but I'm, I'm, you know, mainly focusing on trying to enjoy my life with uh, my girlfriend and, and my own life as well <laughs> for a couple of years and and uh, see where we go with that.
0: Yeah, that's going to be such a cool opportunity. How did you get connected and find that job?
1: Uh, so I've been listening to their pac- uh, their podcast for years. I mean, so long. Um, and they, you know, when they first started talking about the opportunity, I was super excited. Um, there's actually a guy, Doctor Tolbert, who actually works in Atlanta. And so I I hit him up on on Instagram, and he, you know, he was like, "Yeah, man, love to have you." Came into the practice, met him, kind of told him I was interested in in, in doing something like that, and. Um, and, uh, you know, we got along, we meshed well. And, and so, you know, we kind of started, got, got things going from there. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, just purely through connections and me being a fan of the podcast. So
0: that's awesome. That's, I feel like that's one of like the up and coming more modern ways to find a job. It's not just like searching online on LinkedIn or something now, like it's like actually meeting people and like making connections. So that's super yeah, cool. 100%,
1: yeah, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: And so, talking about your journey in the military, your experience in dental school, I feel like we've gotten a lot of content for the dental students and things they might be interested in. But before we wrap up, do you have any advice for pre dental students that might be listening?
1: Um, like, uh, like general advice, like more specific advice as to like how you know, applications or interviews and stuff like that, or.
0: Honestly, anything that like sticks out as like I wish I knew this, it would have been good to hear <laughs> back then.
1: Um yeah, let me let me think about that. Um Yeah, I think the most important thing um I I mean I, the, the biggest thing that's sticking out is uh like the like the uh, biggest regret that that's sticking out is um not spending enough time with my friends um in undergrad and also sometimes in dental school um yeah that, that's I mean that's literally what I remember <laughs> is you know missing birthdays or even if someone wanted to be like hey I haven't seen you in like two months dude <laughs> like let's grab dinner or, or something like that you know turning down those um invites I wish I had you know taken more of them and um and in hindsight, you know, taking a little break like that would have definitely helped me, you know, help the hours that I did spend studying like drag less because, you know, I'm overall in a better mood, um, less stressed. And even though I had less time to study, I feel, you know, those hours that you are studying are going to be more efficient. And so, um, yeah, that, that, would, that would be my biggest thing um, from before.
0: yeah I relate to that too. I think that's just you get so caught up in everything is the pre-dent that you're you think it's like life or death,
1: <laughs> yeah, and you're like, man, if I don't if I go to watch a movie that's two hours I could have spent studying. It's like <laughs> if you think like that always like you're gonna be, yeah, you're gonna be burnt out pretty quick, and I did get burnt out. so mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's a huge point. um some other things I like talking about too in, in general is um uh personal finance. so obviously. You know, money's not everything, but being smart with money can, can help you, you know, work less <laughs> or work less hard, you know, um, and still enjoy a lot of benefits. So um, really, you know, very simple things. There's, there's a lot of great videos on YouTube. You know, just type in personal clients, um, you know, basics, um, look into a Roth IRA, um, you know, look into saving 10 to 15 to 20 percent of um, your income, whatever it be, um, you know. Early in your career, and um, yeah, it'll pay dividends when you um, when you when you get older. Um, Also, lock in your disability insurance rate before graduating uh, dental school. Once you're in dental school, um, get with somebody that can help uh, guide you towards um, getting disability insurance. Um, They can they'll put you at the lowest package or whatever, so you have the like a low monthly payment, anywhere from twenty to fifty dollars, depending on what your situation is. Um, but most big, most of the big insurance offers, um, if you sign up with them in dental school, um, the rate afterwards that you get is usually, you know, 20 to 30%, uh, lower than if you didn't do that. So that's a huge thing, um, to do.
0: That's a good tip too. I mean, I know I need to get it like around the time of graduation, but it's a good reminder.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely lock it in. Um, you know, you'll save a lot of money yeah and
0: so we've mentioned like multiple times people can reach out to you people can reach out to you so where can they find you if they want to ask you some questions
1: uh for sure yeah um they can um actually i'll just do instagram that'll, that'll be probably the easiest um so you can find me on instagram at um, dr sean Land. that's d-r-s-e-a-n-l-a-n and um, awesome. yeah love to answer the questions help however i can and uh yeah, just, you know, meet you and talk.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, no problem.